0: we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder it's our first opportunity this year to speak to our good friend Tom korsky executive editor of blacklocks reporter find them on Twitter at minding Ottawa and that project becomes ever more complex interesting and at times unfortunately entertaining how are you Tom
1: I'm well uh, and a belated Happy New Year, Roy. I and to you. I wish you all the best this
0: year. And and you as well. 83% of us are um, not happy. 83% of us are pessimistic, according to Polara, as we begin the year and we believe the country is in recession. And I uh, I look at a story from, uh, from Friday from Black Locks Reporter. More than a fifth of Canadians say the cost of home heating has now become a significant financial burden Uh, This according to federal research. Please talk talk to us about that.
1: Isn't that something? And that's in-house research. That's the only reason we report it. That's the research they commission and they read. They are the Department of Natural Resources. They ask people that. How is it going with home heating? And 21% said, "I, I can barely afford this. This is a significant, quote unquote, what you just said, Roy, significant financial burden. And the Department of Natural Resources said, well, what does that mean? And, and people said, that's over $200 a month. And if you are in a large number of, of uh, uh, ho- uh, component of homeowners in certain parts of the country, Atlantic Canada, some parts of Ontario, if your home is built before 1995, that's a lot of us. It's way over 200 bucks. You know the kicker, Roy? Okay. They did that survey before the latest natural gas price spike. Most of us heat with natural gas. They did that before the most recent spike. You can imagine what's going on today. It's Um, a subarctic country.
0: Yes. And the carbon tax is going up. But that's a good thing, we're told.
1: 10 cents a cubic meter on your natural gas bill. What does that mean? Well, according to their figures, typical homeowner in our country will burn about 2,200 cubic meters of natural gas a year. They're not doing that to host dinner parties. They're doing that so they don't freeze to death. You start taking 9.6 cents times 2,200 cubic meters. You're talking
0: real money. Yes, you are. And I remember not so long ago in the province of Ontario when Kathleen Wynne, then the premier's rather uh, short-sighted venture into into, um, energy and, and hydro, caused people to go dark and cold. And I spoke with a manager of a United Way in Ontario at the time on the air, and she was concerned that there would be deaths. And this is not something to play with, it's not something for speculation, it's not something for political opportunism. People, you'll be right, we live in a subarctic country, people get cold, they need to be able to be warm, and that's just the way it is. And we need to uh, remind those whom we elect to pragmatically manage our affairs, to look up the word pragmatic.
1: but Wasn't that always the case with a carbon tax, right? And I quote again, Natural Resources, of focus group research. They did this years ago. They asked people about a carbon tax. And what do you think? Climate change. And there was a large majority of Canadians, these are everyday people, in focus groups said, well, I don't get it because I can't drive halfway to work and I can't heat half the house. Yes. In other words, we're stating the obvious. When you live in a kind of big, beautiful, cold country like we do, you must consume a certain amount of fossil fuel or perish. You don't have a choice. And what alternative was there? were supposed to do solar heating. What, uh, anyone who's replaced a furnace lately, try, try finding the green alternative. I'll give you a dollar. Good luck to you. Yeah.
0: You know, in England, when they uh, started messing with the price of electricity and heat and fossil fuels people who were economically challenged. I love these, these, these bureaucratic terms that mean nothing. It's just some, some, some six-figure person sitting in an office or probably sitting at home with the laptop. What can I come up with today? Oh yeah, economically challenged. Poor people or poorer people were riding the buses in the UK, riding the buses, so they could go somewhere and be warm.
1: Yeah, that that's no, no, no. That's that's unacceptable. Two hundred dollars a month for heating in our country is unacceptable. Yes, it is. Uh, I just got my natural gas bill, uh, Roy, and it's. I, I couldn't believe it. I, you know, my New Year's resolution was no uh, try to cut down on the expletives. I have to be honest. It was a strain that day.
0: Well, I can I tell you, I I failed at it, <laughs> <laughs> and I failed. I failed on the first of January.
1: Roy, you got,
0: it, you got. It. <laughs> <laughs> I was about forty-five minutes into the new year, and it all well, blew well, apart. <laughs> that's a
1: start. It's a start. Forty-five minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Might have been less. So, so Tom, what's going on with Pablo Rodriguez, the Heritage Minister? He's an interesting dude. Um, so, so what do they What's this? What's this award of one hundred thirty-three thousand eight hundred twenty-two dollars to a consultant who write on on uh, Blacklax Reporter? who fantasized on Twitter about shooting Jews. What's th- what's going on now?
1: This is the story the uh, Minister of uh, Heritage doesn't want to talk about, but they uh, did a uh, the briefing note in his department. This is the department that gave this famous six-figure grant to Leith Marou for, of all things, anti-racism. He was going to train broadcasters in Canada on anti-racism sensitivity. This is some character. You've discussed him, I know.
0: Yes, we have.
1: An absolute, vulgar and hateful person. And the question was, anyone as MPs of Aston Committee, anyone who did a 10-minute Google search will find this guy had a 20-year history going back to his Concordia University student days in Montreal, where he liked chalk and the swastika on the flag of Israel and, and talked about how, how he believed Zionists controlled the media. This is really some guy. How would you give a $133,000 sensitivity training grant to that man? And the briefing note comes back from the department says, we did a comprehensive assessment. I'm quoting them. They said, we did a comprehensive assessment. We'll try better next time. I, I don't want to be play rough here, Roy. We're now into a, uh, into a place where departments simply lie. So when a department says, we did a comprehensive assessment before we gave a grant to the man who was so vulgar on Twitter about, as you mentioned, fantasizing about shooting Jews, his multiple accounts were canceled. No one believes that, but they say it because they want you to believe it. And this is where we start to understand why Canadians are getting cranky.
0: Yeah, this guy got $133,822 from the heritage department. Yes. We just want to understand this. He did get that money.
1: Oh, that was paid out. And they asked for it back. He said, I spent it. I'm not making that up. <laughs> That's what he said. It's gone.
0: <laughs> Didn't we have a, an expectation not so long ago that if this sort of thing were to happen, that the minister would just clean out his or her desk and walk away, never to be seen again?
1: Well, we don't do that anymore, Roy. In fact, it's, it's worse than that. In year one, this cabinet published ministerial mandate letters, and there was a poignant phrase in there in a standard the template form letter. And there was one phrase said, you know, people don't expect us to be perfect. When we make mistakes, we will admit them. They don't do that anymore. And, and in fact, you know what? In their, in their most recent round of ministerial mandate letters, they just took that part out. They deleted that paragraph. So now we, we don't admit mistakes. In fact, we pretend we never make mistakes it's always someone else's fault
0: but the little guy can make mistakes and then the and they pay for it so i think uh, minister rodriguez might be uh, might be should be considering um taking a walk in the snow and
1: one among many, really. One you see, among you many. what happens in year eight, Roy. You know this is This is this happens with.
0: Yeah, you're in right. Year eight.
1: You know what you you're see right. is what you get. Right. No yep. one, no one saves the good stuff to bring it out in year eight and say, you know, all those fantastic ideas, those that accountability, the really competent <laughs> things we were going to do, we've been holding back. But look out, world. Now, what, what you see is what you get.
0: Now, Mr. Singh should be asking himself if he can support, continue to support the this government and the and the liberal party with stories like this that you're reporting i think uh, Jagmeet singh who's been a guest on this program and not long ago needs to really take a hard look at this because eventually when an election is called people will remember and uh, it's it's awful it's just it's it's so deeply disturbing and offensive tom
1: on on the Leith maruf it was uh, the money he received from various agencies well it went up to 600 thousand dollars the six-figure grant from the department of heritage was the least of it and everyone knows there is a simple matter of accountability but it's embarrassing and people don't like to be embarrassed i get that i think this i think 2023 is going to be a box of fireworks uh roy i really do i I think it's going to be i think they're going to be at each other's throats i think it's really going to be something
0: yeah because we already have an upset national populace and if you keep Fanning the flames, and or they keep fanning the flames. There will be there will be uh, people who will will remember when an election is called or be demanding an election. So we're talking about might might as well stay on topic here. Tom, uh, you wrote about former Liberal MP Will Amos from Pontiac, Quebec, who has an interesting way of well working for the government outside the government. <laughs> And hell, what, what's the line here? I'm now serving Canadians in new ways.
1: In a, in a new way. In a new way. Uh, Will Amos Consulting is in the consulting business now because he didn't run for re-election. He didn't run for re-election because he was censured by Parliament for twice exposing himself, the House of Commons, in video conference. And he uh, took a, a three-day course at the University of Toronto. Three days cost $11,500, but it didn't cost him. It cost you. He billed that through the House of Commons. uh, Taxpayers paid for that almost $12,000 three-day course. And what was interesting is he took the course. He got his certificate last month. But Will Amos hasn't been an MP for almost a year and a half. So we had a lot of questions about that. No one was too interested in answering
0: them. I wonder (laughs) why.
1: It was a a cradle-to-the-grave self-improvement program for MPs who have been censured for exposing themselves, 11000 here, $11,000 there. Pretty soon you're talking real money, Roy.
0: But he's serving Canadians in new ways. Because the old way really was not appealing. <laughs> it didn't work.
1: It... God bless you, Roy. No, yeah. the old way didn't work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Keep that keep that belt on there, Will. Just don't be doing those those things we we're not interested. Okay, so we paid the eleven grand. Why did they pay eleven thousand dollars? Why 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 is that bill paid? Why do we have to pay the bill? Why did you well, you know, they, believe it or not, there's a, there's a program for MPs. I'm sure there is, Tom. Why what, what a stupid question am I? You
1: have. know, for for uh, former legislators that may be unemployable, they can take new job training, but it's not in perpetuity. You're supposed to take the course within a year of leaving office. And Mr. Amos left office on September 19th, 2021. He got his certificate last month. Even I can do the arithmetic and it looks a little bit shaky. But there are uh, the, the, I have to tell you, the guide of benefits for MPs and senators is a very lengthy book. It, it, they don't scream. That's why they say in Ottawa, I'm entitled to my entitlements. And how? And so, uh, Will Amos Consulting has this certificate. He took this three day course, Rotman school, impressive university of Toronto. You can put that right on the wall, tells customers you're smart and, uh, hopefully they won't Google the name.
0: My, 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 well, all right. So now uh, I don't know what to follow that with, honestly, uh, why don't I leave it to you? What's What's the story, really? I mean, I've got all your stories in front of me, but which, which one really, uh, well, other than these, hit you between the eyes this week?
1: I have to tell you, this is one of my favorite stories, and it's based on a report from the chief actuary. I know, I know. People so no, but this, this is interesting. This year, for the first time ever in our history, it's never happened before, seniors, Will outnumber children. We will have 7.6 million pension-age Canadians and 7.4 million children. Now, if you're of a certain generation, you remember when like a third of the population was kids. You're, of, you know, if you're of, of that post-war generation, an astonishing statistic. It doesn't mean we're turning into Japan, but we're getting pretty close. There are now communities in our country where seniors, people over 65, are well over a third of the local residents.
0: Wow. Um, it's a different country, absolutely. It is. Yeah. It really is. But, you know, if you make over, uh, I don't know, was it, $74,000? They claw back your old age security. Uh, w- Will Amos can go and have the $11,000 course a year and a half after leaving office, but if you make over $74,000, they're going to claw back your old age security.
1: Completely different, right?
0: I know. It's a- It's completely. Different. I know, Tom. I know. I <laughs> I arrived at that conclusion before you said that. So um, I I don't know. I'm too, too depressed to keep going here. <laughs> so I just want to go home.
1: No, don't say that. I, I I'm going to tell you one more. Sure. You know, you say that doesn't it ever get better? Well, sure, it does. You know what people think about the Canada Revenue Agency? Oh, I, good. The Canada Revenue Agency knows about that. They had some focus groups. You know what people said? Go after the big shots. Why are you always bothering people about their GST redemptions? Did you get the check-in on time? Or why are you always auditing people's moving receipts, right? Did you really spend $45 at lunch on the highway that day? Why don't you go after the big ones? And Canada Revenue Agency, they say they have a master plan now. They have a strategic plan to go after the uh, apparently these purported tax evaders who have offshore accounts you know there is improvement in life in parliament hillroy it's just incremental and sometimes it's so incremental <laughs> you can't quite can't see no but
0: i uh, tell that to the uh, to the wait staff who are audited for their tips
1: yeah exactly exactly no, It's true. and, and uh, Accountants, about keepers, even the most recent research we see. This is their research, by the way, in-house yeah. research. Canadians tell them, stop going for easy pickings. Yeah. Go for the big one.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.